welcome to episode two of the Lisa Fisher Said podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or camera since the mid-1980s. I've interviewed thousands of people from athletes to zookeepers and everybody in between. But now it's my turn to talk to the people I want to talk to, ask the questions I want to ask. My guest for this episode is David Basil, a well-known Arkansas radio and TV personality and former Arkansas Razorback. Join us for this conversation after these messages. Not all of my podcast episodes will feature Arkansans, so when it does, I'm really proud to talk about the Arkansas companies who support the Lisa Fisher Said podcast. One of those names is Brandy Harp with John Underhill Real Estate. John Underhill Real Estate is a boutique real estate agency. That means really they think about a boutique you might shop You know, they spend a lot of time with you. They uh, get to know you very well. You're not just a customer or a client. You end up being a friend. And that's what I've seen happen to Brandy Harp at John Underhill so many times. She's working with friends of mine right now with a real unique home. And my friend said this is the first time they've really gotten attention on the home because of the way Brandy can market it. Brandy Harp is a marketing genius, having been with member Altel Mobile. She was with them years ago and really it taught her so much about the trade of marketing, and a good real estate agent is a good marketer. Find out more by going to my website for more information about Brandy Harp at John Underhill, LisaFisherSaid.com. If we are talking all things Arkansas today, I need to recognize the folks who have cleaned my home in Arkansas for almost 12 years now. Every other Tuesday, that is Molly Maid of Greater Little Rock. There's an office in Northwest Arkansas as well. This is the franchise that's been recognized as number one franchisee in the country for Molly Maid. Y'all, they're incredible. It's the cleanest clean you'll ever get. They come in in gloves and masks. They've got all the cleaning supplies that kill the COVID virus. They're the people you want to call. Find out more, mollymaid.com. Last Arkansas name to talk with you about today, and that is Richard Harp with Richard Harp Homes, supporters of the Lisa Fisher Said podcast. Richard Harp is the one who can come in and build your home from the ground up. Or maybe you just want to remodel. A lot of people are doing that. That was one thing the pandemic has definitely done with so many of us. We've walked in our closets and said, all right, this is so 1980s. Or your kitchen that is so 1990s and you want something updated. Richard Harp's phone has been ringing off the hook. You might want to call him too, because kind of look around. If you're home, now if you're driving, just think about it. If you're home, look around, see what you have and think, what can we do to tweak things around here? Richard Harp Homes can help you. He'll come in and he'll work with you and his goal is to even get you under budget. He knows the dollar. Finance major, MBA, dad was an engineer, the combination, his brain works very well. It's very efficient and you'll love working with him. He and his staff, extremely professional. Find out more, lisafishersaid.com. You'll see the banner ad. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. 
Okay, David Basil's here, the king of all things broadcasting. You think so? Yeah, I would say that you've had a pretty wide sweep there of successes and other things. I would I will say overexposed. How about that? Well, <laughs> and I have had that same definition yeah, about so me say, at we one have time. That in right, common. Right, yes, right, right, right. Yes, yes. But um, yeah, you just are the energizer bunny that keeps on churning them out. Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, you come out of, you know, came out of Fayetteville and said, you know, what am I going to do next? You know, come down to Little Rock. I'm not going back home to Florida. And so, uh, let's, you know, I always like trying to find different things to do. And so, yeah, uh, like, you have a lot of energy. Yeah. I like you. You're the same way. It. Yeah. Totally and so, it. uh, I like to try things. I may fail, but but I like to, uh, yeah, I like to try different things. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about your path. So we're, you were an only child. Yes. I, I know your mama. Yes. And I've it, enjoyed getting to know her. Great, Don't know your dad. Great mama. Very, very blessed to have her and, and, and my dad. She, yeah, and your mom lives here. Yes, your dad's, Rock, Your yes. dad was and, elected official. Yeah, politics for 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's where you get that, the so. schmooze side. Yes, maybe so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so were you like a really gifted athlete growing up and they were telling you in your ear, this is NFL, you're going to Florida, University of Florida, no, Florida State no, or whatever I, I did do well in, in like Little League. At, uh, my dad worked with me. Very, very blessed to have him, you know, spend time with me and get me with – and I, I was blessed to be with good coaches, Lisa. You know, that, that I could have been with bad coaches that didn't know what they were doing. I had a few of those. But I was fortunate to have good coaches that made me better. And so I went from somebody that might have had a chance maybe to get a scholarship somewhere down there in Florida. All of a sudden, I had opportunities to go to the state of Georgia or the state of Arkansas or the state of Texas. I had choices. And uh, Lou Holtz was one of those choices. And so that's what got me up here. But if it hadn't been for coaches and, and uh, you know, and, and, and being around good people, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here today. So. OK, so the psychology behind which team, which team a boy chooses. Yes. Um who has the most influence? The winning record, the coaches, the coaches' persuasion, that's, that's mom, great, I think dad. That's, I think I think that's a great question. I think if you're you know if you're in charge of recruiting, you got to figure out which one that is. And a lot of times it's mom or dad. For me, it's sort of weird. So I'm 16 years old in Panama you, City. 16. You were, you were young, young coming up here. Yeah. yeah and so when I and I, and right, I'm down on the Panhandle of Florida, so I've got Florida, Florida State, Miami, right. uh, Alabama, uh, Auburn. Uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech. And so I have an alumni there in, in Panama City from Arkansas who starts sending me all these newspapers from the, the Democrat and the Gazette every day of all this coverage and, of the and Razorbacks. Well, and the Razorbacks had notoriety in the late 70s. I didn't know that, though. Oh, I didn't know that. This, I don't that know who was the brand are. new yeah, to I, you. I don't, so I'm starting to get all these papers. I said, what's going on here? So I'm looking at that. Wow, I'm so used to being on the block of my, of my hometown where you've got all these loyalties. This state has one school. Yeah, must, right. Where I'm from, I got six different loyalties on one block. And, <laughs> and so I thought, wow, this is. And so I began to think, you know, where's the place I can go? And, you know, where can God send me where I can have the most impact when I get out of school? How about that? So I was 16 years old. I was like, God, send me to a place where once I'm done with school, that it would be a great place for me to be. So and you really prayed that? I did. I was 16 years old. I said, fashion my mind to make the right decision because I don't know. I don't know. And so also all this Arkansas stuff started coming at me. I thought, wow, those people in Arkansas love the Razorbacks. Now they have other programs there, Arkansas State. But UCS. at that time we really but, but, didn't. But, 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 but still it was the Razorbacks. Yeah, so much coverage. Right. And so people are going, Arkansas? And then in Panama City. Now they saw the Lou Holtz, 1970, you know, the 77 Orange Bowl right. and all that. But that was the only exposure I had. But I looked at it, I thought, man, if I can do well in that state 
because they 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 put it as such a priority, the football there. When I get out of school, it may give me the chance to do some neat things. So you really, did things. sixteen. And so, for, and so, so boom. That was yeah. the, and Lou Holtz was the, was the coach there, too. So Lou was very. Did he come to your home? He did. He did. Bobby Bowden came to my home. Lou Holtz came to my home. And so Bobby Bowden didn't do it for you? No. And, uh, you know, and again, I, I still think, too, I fit. Size wise, I was undersized and I fit a little bit more with the Razorbacks than I did, say, Florida, state of Florida. But I took trips to all those schools. And uh, but I just felt something like, wow, I, I sort of feel like I'm sort of the smaller guy in Arkansas, but I can make it work. And I like what I saw. Listen, in Florida, it was so hot and humid. I came up in there were clouds and, 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 and hills. No, I've heard your story. You came in a December game where we had unseasonably cold weather. And you wore flip flops. Yes, I was on cl- and, crutches and short pants. <laughs> yeah, you I, wore shorts. I got off the I got off the jet. There was did a lot, they think you were from like a yes, better planet? <laughs> I got off the jet in Fayetteville at Drake Field, and the guys looked up. They like you know they looked this this idiot has his shorts on, and it is sleeting snow. And it was against Texas A and M, and I remember did I, we play in December? No, it the, was it was in November. It was in November. Yeah, so we walk in the stadium, and you can see the whole stadium. Always where President Nixon landed for the uh, for the uh, the The big shootout. Big shootout. So I'm walking on crutches, and I'm in shorts, and you can see about half, about five thousand people go look. (laughs) There's an idiot over there in shorts and and crutches, and uh, yeah, and so that's yeah, and that's what. And uh, but but I loved it because where I was from, it's so hot and humid. I thought, wow, it's cold up here. I sort of like that. Yeah. So it was beautiful, and I thought, you know, it feels like small town. Um, I can make my own name up here. It's not, you know, football's big. And so, yeah, so I was, and that's where God led me to. And I've been here for 30 plus years. Yeah. So what was Carolyn and what was the judge saying then? What was there? What were they whispering in your ear? Uh, dad didn't care. Mother cared. But she was like, wow, you know, that's that's a, back then a 15 hour drive to every game. So so mother didn't care about the football. Mother just wanted to come see me every weekend. Dad didn't care. Dad knew Lou Holtz was a great coach. He was um, playing college football. And, and so it's a long way. So I, it was. It, did, my, did they come my parents for every came game? Every game in five years, they missed one. It was Lubbock, and I think the year it might have been a year I redshirted. Other than that, they came every game. They drove, they bought a van, put Razorback logos on it, fifty three on the back. Is that right? And they drove sixteen hours up and back, and then dad and dad and mother would work the following Monday. So they uh, they never missed a game. Um, so you redshirted our freshman year because we no no I redshirted in eighty three. It was the last. year. Oh, you can do that. That's right. In the so middle? I, I oh, played okay. two years of Holtz, and oh. then the bad year Holtz was eighty three. Redshirted that year. They fired Lou and then brought in Ken Hatfield. So I had two years with Hatfield after that. Okay. So, because we are the same uh, grade, right. age. That's right. I might be a year older because you. Class of, uh, what are you, class I, of? I, 81. Yeah, so I, I, that's me. That's me. Okay. So, because yeah. I remember you being up there when I was a freshman because you dated a little Kymega. Did we date or did we just go I don't out? Know. I think I, we went out. Well, I don't know. So, yes, I, mean, I, I know. <laughs> according to Facebook. <laughs> No, I, I don't know what it was, but I remember yes. you seeing you because we got to know just, just freshmen. You get to know. Yeah, I mean, remember, yeah. we knew just yeah. the football players. And then my friend Dana started dating yeah. a guy named Joe Klein, Joe Klein yeah. you know, yeah. and all that. So we just had a lot of friends who played sports. Yes. And so I just didn't remember that. But that was your first year. That was 81. That's right. So when you came to Fayetteville then to visit, that was in 80. That then. was in 80. That's, okay. co- that's correct. So yeah. at 
now now we start recruiting them when they're in the womb. Yeah, it's it's, so a, it's a different deal. Were now. you were people in their tenth, eleventh grade being courted? No, not back then. No, really? it's a completely different animal than than which I don't like. I, I don't Isn't like. Isn't it that. insane? Yeah, I just you know kids. You know they got kids today have ten thousand, twenty thousand people following on social media at at fifteen. Well, here's just, the deal because I've raised a boy. Yeah, and and I hate to say it, y'all are stupid for a long time. But then True. it turns yeah. around. Yes. Like now our twenty five year old F-F-A. son, we just enjoy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But boys just don't have the brain capability, as girls don't either, as young men. So when these boys in ninth and tenth grade are committing, I'm thinking that's they don't, they don't, they don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. think about it now, Lisa. You know, kids today. Thank goodness that we didn't have Snapchat back when I was playing because girl, you know, I, yeah, I, I would, I would not about. be sitting. Yeah, that's here what I'm saying. Now, yeah, right? you, you would have that easy oh, access. My, yeah, my deal was remember I didn't date at all. I, we the only way you get to talk to a girl, you had to you had to be in the kitchen. And, and be connected to the phone that was on the wall oh, and wait right. until mother got off the phone with her best friend. And so, the, and they heard every bit you were saying there wasn't any phone in the oh, room. That's so yeah. Cute. yeah. Right. True. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really protected me. Yeah. Like, when I see people, young people do stupid stuff. I'm like, I would have been, I'm, there's no judgment for me. I'm like, I do stupid stuff now yeah. and I'm not a teenager. Yes. So yes. yeah. Watching that. So uh, seeing these young men though, make those commitments. I'd always think it's just, it's too young, too early, too often. Yeah, and, too and, much. And you change your mind, but you know, for me, you know, interesting. I think you know, for me, it worked out great. It, everything that I I remember thinking about, well, praying about, super, it all worked out. You were super sensible, and I will say, parents who raise an only child, kind of your one and done. I think they do pretty well. Could be, could <laughs> Those be. of us that have could, more yeah. than one, right. we it's just kind of a crapshoot, and you hope it, and it all. And let me tell you, parents, if you're listening, it's all going to work out. But during the bumpy roads, yes. you're going to go, where did you come well, from? Well, here's the deal with my deal. I never gave, I, I, I gave my parents the easiest deal. I believe I gave that. Them no problems I whatsoever. I gave them no problem. Right. I didn't drink. I didn't go out and party. Yeah, I knew I, you I worked didn't. out, went to church. And, right. and so, which, which, you know, it's funny back then I would take some, listen, growing up in Panama City, Florida. I mean, yeah, you can right. imagine my buddies were going out on the beach. Right, and they all were the party, time, partying and, and on the like, you know, I, I'm Basil. You know, hey, well, come out with us. And yeah. I didn't. And so, but, but you know what's so great about that, Lisa? You know, now I always tell kids when I speak to them, if you take a stance on how you are when you're 16, 17, you can't see it, but five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you're more respected then for what you did back then. In other words, the thing that you did, uh, they go, you were your own person then. You didn't have to be like everybody else. And so I remember, listen, there were a lot of weekends I was by myself. I'd be at the house with my mom and dad on a Saturday night. And I know my buddies were out because I knew that I would probably get in trouble and probably do some things I didn't need to do. So it all it all worked out fine. And and so for, for kids, you know, again, that's what I'm saying. Thank goodness we didn't have the internet and all that kind of stuff that it all worked out fine for me. Did you picture yourself, though, as a young man in Panama City that was going to go into politics sometime? and have a wife and four kids? Did you think you were going to be a business owner? What did you think? I didn't, I didn't know. You know Because you my, have a unique skill set. My parents didn't go to college, so, uh, but they were super intelligent, good business. I right. Mean, li- well, times are different. Mother sure. worked in the church all of her life, you know, great community, school, Sunday school teacher all of her life, tell tons of uh, young ladies. My dad, politician, successful. So I got that. I think I got that from then. Talk, you know, like right. you. You're, and uh, your mother is very yes. you know, uh, yeah. conversational. That's right. Conversational. Yeah. So I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I just want to do is I just take one step at a time. Next step is, you know, get a football scholarship, get my education paid for. Let's see the best I can do. And let's go. I don't know what happens after that. 
What was your major? I don't even know. You know so <laughs> it's so funny. Again, because I didn't have a lot of direction. Right. And so I started out in business and uh, in general business. It's hard. I'll never forget, Lisa. I had in the, my first semester, I had a Nigerian economics teacher and an Iranian finite math teacher. Well. And the Iranian finite math teacher, he said. It was he, like he, the he goes, United Nations if, there. If, now, this was back in 1981. Yeah. If you do not show all your work, you will get no credits. And uh, and I remember one time. Well, was I, he from Germany? No. He almost sounded like he yeah. was with the SS. You will get no credits. <laughs> and uh, I remember he. I, remember, I, I walked up on the uh, chalkboard one day and I put bomb Iran. No, I did. And did so you the, think I, that was funny? Yeah, I did. And so, I, of course, at the oh. time, so all, all the people in the class were like, you better, you know, erase yeah. it, which I did. And then the Nigerian economics teacher, I, I remember going to the dean and said, I can't understand it. Yeah. And so, so I got out. Of, so I, I, I raised a white flag and said, I'm out of that. So I got in, in, uh, in education. And, uh, it, Did it, you want to be a coach for a minute? I, I didn't know, but at that time, actually, funny, I, I wanted to maybe get into um, corporate fitness. Oh, and so, so that's, wait, and you were with, weren't you with Gold's Gym? I or did. Something I got, when you I got, first out, got, out, I got of out of college, and, and with Alan Waters, opened up Gold's yeah. Gyms, and yeah. so it, it was not a real challenging education, but but I got into that because of that was the, the health and fitness style at the time. So was that your degree? It was. Yes, it, it did was. Did you walk at graduation? I I did not, and I regret that. Oh, I did not, and I do not regret. I it. regret it. Most boring. But but hours? you know just to just to do it, it's Don't funny. Care. To, to completely, yeah. you walked. You didn't? did not walk. Okay, yeah. I was down in Dermot riding a bike with my parents. Yeah, I, I, I wish was I like, would just a sad. Day. It was a, it was a Saturday afternoon in May, and well, I, I can listen. I can remember my last class in favor. You know what I did? It was over there. It was a computer science class, and I remember at the, it was a like a multiple choice. And I remember I had the pencil, and in the last ten minutes, so I had my Mazda RX seven. Uh, packed and ready in the cul-de-sac outside the building. So the last 15 questions, I you didn't just, care. I just yeah. tried. And so I walked outside, broke my pencil and said, no more, no more classes. For okay. Me. So yeah. my last class was, so I was a journalism major and that is different from the school of communications because journalists are, um, it's just a different beast. Everyone thinks it's kind of the same. Right. So I really didn't take a lot of speech classes because I was like, what are they going to teach me? But I did finally, like my senior year took some kind of speech class and I did the same thing. I said, look, we all know that I'm really good at this because right. we gave speeches. Right. And like I would give the speech and they'd go, that was really good. Right. I'd go, right. I'm kind of good at this. Right. Not good that. at anything else, but right. I'm kind of good at this. Right. And so I did the same thing. I wrote and said, look, you and I know, I don't even know who he was. You and I know <laughs> that I'm really good at this right. and I don't need this class, but I have to have it because I have, in order to, I do want a diploma yes. and I do have to have the three hours. And I checked my records later and I think I ended up making a B, but I didn't fill out anything. Yes. I mean, it was, mine was essay in that speech class. And I was like, well, can I tell you, I regret uh, looking back, if I had to do it over again, I would, I, I would have done some type of broadcast at the time, uh, yeah. journalism, but yeah. at the time I didn't know I was doing that. So it was, you know, it's okay. I had one class, I had one class in my five years that made a difference. One. What was it? Well, Joe Klein and I shared a class together. What he, was it? You know what it is? Was It was uh, nutrition. <laughs> so Joe, yeah, Joe sat in front of me. I think I tried to cheat off of him a few times. He was so big. You couldn't look uh, around. He was, I had Charles Valentine in yeah. Spanish. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, it, you know, I had one class and it was a, it was a summer school class that you had, you know, they crammed all that into a half, yeah, yeah right. like six weeks. And I right. had to write two five page essays a week, two, like two That's five. And, and that teacher made me a better writer to oh, this good. day. And, and I've always said, I need to go back and find her and just say, listen, those first few, those, you know, she would send me back my papers and they would have 9,000 red marks on them. But by the end of that deal, she made me a better writer. And, 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 and listen, I've written for the Democrat Gazette, you know, I do and, 
in that, that impact. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And so, so that, but that was one and a thing. nutrition class. That was, yeah, that was part of wow. the. I know with Joe. Yeah, obviously, really it, it's lucky. not paying off now. Yeah, if you well, look now, no, so no, 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 yeah. no, you're fine. Good gosh. <laughs> you are really hard on yourself, though, uh, on your appearance, on your weight. Well, I, we do. We have standards. Yeah, yes, I right. Have, I have standards, yeah. And so, I'm not meeting those now. Well, okay. but uh, as we all know, as yes, we get yes, older, yes, I mean, yes, things yes. get wider. Yes, and, uh, so I've, got the, I've got the COVID 30. <laughs> 30? You're up to 30. No, 30. You're 30 an pounds. overachiever. 30 pounds. Yes. Just, <laughs> you didn't want to stop at 19 like no, everybody else. I'm at 30. That's right. So what do you think it is for you? Do you just think do you live life to the fullest and you're either all or nothing? Uh, and that when you're dieting, you want to diet and fitness or now you're like, whatever. My theory is do the best you can. And so and if, if, uh, if, you know, I'll beat myself up if I, if, you know, it's, but at the same time, sometimes I'll tell myself, Hey, I'll never forget Michael Jordan. If you remember Lisa, when he decided to try to play baseball, right? once, once he failed at that and yeah. he met cover of sports illustrated, it was something like, please quit for the sake of baseball. Oh, Michael. Wow. I mean, it was, it was brutal. Ouch. He did. So his, his, his press conference, he said, you know, I, basically in essence, he said, uh, you know, I can take failure. What I couldn't take is not trying. And so my theory has always been, if I'm busting my butt to be the best I can, and if I fail, I'm not going to beat myself up. So if I'm doing the best I can, I don't beat myself up. But but at the same time, if I'm not doing the best I can, I'll beat myself up. So, so where are you now? Are you doing be, the best I, you can? A little bit of both. Okay. <laughs> a, little, a little bit of both. A right. little bit of both. Yeah, it's a little uh, bit of both. Okay. So the David Basil, I remember in college, who didn't date that girl who just went on a date with her, yes. um, didn't drink or no, anything. No, And then you and I have done a million events for the yes. years, and there were times that you were teetotaler. And then one day, I saw you here. We're at Cash Restaurant, by the way, in downtown Little Rock, where you need to come down yes. and have a drink, eat. Please, let's pump life back into downtown Little Rock. And as we know, Cash Restaurant, uh, we love Rush Harding and everything they yes. do here. But it wasn't until probably we started coming here a year ago and you were doing some radio work on the buzz. Yes. Who you're employed. Yes. Yeah. I, so years ago, I, you know, uh, Tommy Smith, who is now, yeah. you know, Stone Sober, Cold Sober, right. uh, he would always drink these seven and sevens which is, you know, Seagram's and seven up. And so I thought one day I said, well, I'm just going to try that because Tommy always talked about it. And so because you were a diet Coke drinker. Uh, yes. That's listen. <laughs> I, I, you're right. I never drank at all at all. And so then it became a thing. How much could I drink? It, it was <laughs> See, not, it you was, are all or nothing. It, it was not about, it was not about how good it tasted. And so it was about, so over time I would say, how many could I drink? And so that's, how'd you get to, how, how'd you achieve it? Was that up to 30? Yeah. 30 <laughs> like, shots. Like 30, COVID? My, my, my record is 30 Vegas Nope. bombs. Stop yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, 30 Vegas bombs. Yeah. Not very smart. Over the course Carolyn, of a few hours. Uh, to your mother, Carolyn, yeah. I'm so sorry you're having to But now I've, I've, I've rounded back. Yes. To, where to, are you? I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Okay. I don't do, I can't do it. I'm too, I, uh, well, don't you notice that's the other thing as you get older, you just get worthless. I mean, yeah. you drink and you want, I want to go home and take a nap. Yeah, and all the joints. You yeah, know, it just hurts, yeah, it right? Does, it does. Yeah, I'm jealous of people who don't have joint problems at this point. Well, know. do you think that's just years of athletics? I think a little just, bit of both. But yeah, I think, you know, working out weights and then injuries and those kind of things. It, it's, but uh, you know, it's crazy. Joe Klein, you know, at his size, yeah. uh, you know, he, he's a man who's almost seven feet yeah, tall. Yeah. And no matter what he weighs, that's a lot of pressure on your joints. Oh, no question. He's only had like the partial knee. Yeah. You know, some people, he, he's really had no some, injuries. Some people are, 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 you know, have, they're fortunate to not have any issues. DNA, you think? Yeah, there's no that. question. There's genetics involved. And, and so for whatever reason, my shoulders were never good. My shoulders are bad. And I've tore both ligaments in my knees. And, but you know, talking about Joe, you know, Joe is such a great guy. That was, you know, Lisa, when I was playing ball, for those that don't know, is it, Guys like Joe live in the same dorm. You know, he comes on the show with us every week. We talk about fun memories. You know, to me, that's what sports are about in college and high school is your buddies and remembering the good and the bad. And luckily we had more good. 
you know, wins. But those, you know, to me, that's what I value about Arkansas, too. You know, we had successful seasons, but, you know, the guys that you were able to be around, you fought with them, you sweated with them, you, you lost with them, you won with them. And, you know, Joe's one of those guys that, you know, he's just a good guy. Oh, he, Joe yeah, is yeah. outstanding, was raised right, yeah, yeah. respectful to yeah, his parents. He and he's, he's, he's solid gold. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of things, you know, I probably know too much just about the way well dana's a a cow yeah Yeah, that's right right. and she was one of my best friends i mean we met and i remember she brought her to dermot from dallas one weekend you know and she was like wow it's like mayberry (laughs) i go i know so yeah they're just very very dear to me but just knowing the kind of standards um he has with his name he has a good name and you know gives a shirt off his back yeah totally totally what was my reputation by the way i've never asked you that i've never asked you that miss kyle well i'll tell you you were you went out with the girl who you didn't date um (laughs) and you're the cute boy from Panama City, but I want to ask her out one time. That was it. Yeah, I guess. But I knew you didn't drink. See, I wasn't a Christian. Yeah, and I was a big old drinker. Yeah, right. so I was like, he's a weirdo. Right, that's right. Yeah, so I didn't fit with. But you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I, and also too, I think I was one. I would ask out one one time, and then I wouldn't ask out again sometimes because I was busy. Yeah, and 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 uh, okay. Yeah. Well, your love life does have a lot of fodder. <laughs> I mean, I think people do want to know, and because I do know all about your past, yeah, I do know yeah. that there was matrimony at one time yeah, in your was, life. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's okay. That, that I, maybe last, I was born to be single. I think that's maybe what I was born to Do you be really single. think that? Yeah, it could be. That again. Yeah, your I'm mother is shaking her head. Yeah, a, I, I, I failed in that. I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any kids, and so that's you know. So I failed that. Yeah, I failed the, the grand the grandparents' kids. The, the deal. So. You like being single. I don't mind it. You know, I'm dating. I'm dating. Yes. So I've been and in a relationship I, for a long time. And, and Jessica's great. Yeah, she is outside. Uh, and she understands why I am is that I'm very independent. And, and you know, because well, my, she hours is are, too. My, she is, yeah. my hours are weird. Yeah. And I've got 9,000 things going on. Yeah. And if you don't like it, you're it's not, not, not going to work, work for you. It's not right. going to work. So, so it, and, and she gets that. She, she's, and, and, you know, my deal, I listen, I, I appreciate somebody who gets it. You know, if you don't get it, you're not going to be with me anyway. So you you get it, and she gets it. So that's that, that makes it. And, and I'll do the best I can. And she knows my 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 favorite, my best gift is time. And so that's mm-hmm. what I can try to give. And so of course, you know, I've you know, got myself involved with so many things that take up a lot of time. That you know, it's tough sometimes. Well, one thing about you too is, um, you know, you were kind of Arkansas sweetheart for a while, and then. You were like the best person on the planet, according to the Arkansas Times. Yeah, how about and then that? they turned they the did. corner and said they you were did. the worst person. The worst Little Rock citizen. That is so ugly and hateful. <laughs> like, there's nothing about that funny to me. But you know, you know what that was, though? It didn't bother me one bit. Yeah, it didn't bother me. It does. You, know, you know, being in radio, as I long as thick, you I have yeah. a very thick skin. Yeah. It, you it, can it, say it, anything to me. I, I, I don't care. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. Every time we turn on the show one morning, we may get that. But, you know, interesting. That was around the Me Too time and we had the bay bracket yeah so that was that was a trickle down effect where which is funny that was tommy smith's bay bracket not basil's bay bracket but and so right they didn't bother me that's cool it's all good so you had to carry the load you were the fall guy then for that a little bit well well, you know and i and i listen i'm talking with the la times i'm on the phone with i mean listen they're calling me and i'm trying you know i probably shouldn't even talk to him but i'm trying to do my best to go smooth it over let me let me explain to you what this really is i get it we're not going to do it anymore it's a popularity contest that's exactly what it is lisa that's what it was but we get it we and, and tommy was smart enough to go hey listen okay you know we don't think it's bad but we understand it's we're past that but boy it was it was time for everybody to jump on and and there were local people that jumped on. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. uh, 
people who you entertained and were like yeah. in the top whatever. And all the of a same, sudden, the same people who complained were there a year before yeah. calling and going, vote for me to win. Right. You know, right. because that's what it was. It was, right. a, it was a way to get exposure. And and so, hey, we get it. But it was just interesting to watch. Now I have a much more appreciation for somebody who gets caught up in the midst of a, a controversy and how there's a feeding frenzy and how it's very easy to jump on. And, you know, if you don't know all the facts, that what you that's what you do. But never bother me. But I, I, it was a really learning experience. I appreciated it because I was, uh, wow, I'm getting to see what this is like. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we came back that last year and we made it all about charity. I remember All that. the ladies were in yeah. there and we were able to, to, you know, and we always did that anyway. If you came in, if you wanted to, you know, we and year round, we would let anybody who wanted to come in and talk about their charities, we would do that or anything they're doing good in the community. Well, so. there was one year, I guess, so... Um, my, not that anybody cares, but my radio story is I was on radio TV for a while, uh, started having children, stayed home, homeschooled my children, and I was kind of out of the picture. But then you weren't on the buzz at the time, but somebody told me they said they called in. I, I may have been started on B98 or around that time. They said, hey, does Lisa Fisher count? Like, can we have her? And Tommy did his foot like a paw and said she can count and she can pull. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, like yes. I was some horse there. Oh, wow. So, wow. Um, yeah, I, you have to have a good nature about things or you yeah. won't make it in this world. That's right. But but Tommy was wise enough to go, listen, you know, we're, we're past that now. We, we get it. We, we understand it. But, but there was a news director at the time who wanted to take advantage of that, which that's his. That was his play, right. which is fine. I get it. We're we're big boys, and that was his play. But the reality, you know, any woman who came in that studio, we were always very respectful. Oh, wow. But but I get the fact that if you're a broadcaster, you don't want to hear that. I get it. We right. get it now, and, and that's understandable. But that, that whole thing taught me it was interesting to go through that. I always value those kind of experiences because I get to see, wow, this is this is what it's like. I'm on the phone well, for an hour and a half with fire. with the, with the L.A. Times. L.A. Times is calling in Little Rock, Arkansas, and going, and there was a female reporter. You know, really going after yeah. me, and so, but it, so I, I, I look at it as a learning experience. So. Yeah, I don't think now people uh, rely as much on what the print media might say, but it's what those keyboard yeah. keyboard yeah. cowards, yeah. you know, yeah. the people right. behind a right. device. Right. Because I had published something, you know, because we had talked about yes. it when I had yeah. a, a, a good experience with COVID. It did not set well right. with a group of people that right. said hateful things about me. And I thought, how did that turn into that? And so I kind of like would look on Twitter and they they were trolls. I mean, right. a lot of them are just pay trolls that go around finding someone that doesn't follow their narrative right. and says, and so now you really couldn't do anything like what you'd done because you would be crucified. Well, I mean, I mean, but, 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 but that's the world we live in. If you're going to jump in that world, yeah. you, you got to realize that's what could be coming. So, and, and so, so listen, I deal with that every day. I mean, you can, you can choose to, you know, Kurt Herbstreit, who was with ESPN, of course, it's interesting. He will go after somebody who's got 25 followers. Now he's probably got a million. Really? He will. And sometimes he feels the need to do that. And for me, I'm like, that's some kind of ego then. But, but, but you know, at least though, that, you know, there's a, all of us want to go, you know what? I know. But, but I've I learned know. now I'm going to go, I know, no, you know, nope. I know. Not, Just not pass it. on yeah, it. Right? Pass if you can. Um, the one thing about you, you've been, had a good nature response to like the time you were the worst yeah, Little Rock right. resident. Um, the ribbing and all, you take it well. And for an only child, that's really high praise because to your parents, it's like my mama would say her crow's the blackest, meaning yeah. the all crows are black. Right, but to right, your mama, right. your her crow's the blackest. So you were raised in an environment where you were adored by your family. You were adored right. probably by your community, but you really take the ribbing pretty well. Like if Tommy or anybody yes, jabs at right. you, yeah, and do I, you ever get mad? 
No, I don't think so. I, Do you have a temper? I think if somebody were to be ugly about it, <clears throat> hey, listen, I, I'm I'm a I'm a man, <laughs> you know, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bow up if somebody's coming after yeah. me. But for the most part, I don't care. You know, I think our self worth. You know, for me, you know, you mentioned you know growing up in a in a Christian home, my faith right. was in my in my faith. Right. My my, my wor- self worth was in my faith, so I didn't have to worry about somebody telling me you know uh, how good I was or how girls going. You're wow, cute. That's you really know? neat. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, 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 so once you get to that point, fine. You don't like me, see you later. You know, bye bye. And so that's the same way. Listen, I respect somebody who doesn't like me. Fine. You know, listen, if you come after me now, I'm an old linebacker. If you keep going to come after me, I'll, I'll go after you. But but if you if you don't like what I am or who I am, right, that's fine. Doesn't bother me. Get in line. There's plenty of others. But this, at the same time, I think that's why I think for everybody, you have to find who you are and find your self-worth. And that helps you deal with, with the negativity because we're in a place in society, Lisa, where we're exposed to Tons of negativity. It's ugly. It's ugly. And and that's the bad part of where we are in, in, mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in society is that now all these people you would normally not have access to, they're coming after you. And so you've either got to turn it off or, or figure out a way to deal with it. So being a linebacker, being a football player, do you have to you have to have a, a mean side to you, right? You do. Yeah. So I'm, you just I'm, don't look like you'd have. No. It. So so that's that's a great point. Is that so I, I, I consider myself the nicest guy in the world. But there's when I played, when I played ball, is that you better. You better get serious. You better get intense. And that's why I am. Don't y'all talk smack or don't they? I, I didn't the talk huddle? a lot of smack. I went, I, you know, I occasionally would go back and forth with other players, but for me, it was a, it was a mental intensity mm-hmm. to where yeah. you, you better be ready. And, can I, and all that I did playing ball, Lisa, is the same thing I do today. 30 years later, when I do the Brawls Award, the Touchdown Oh, you club, get the zone. That's exactly, I've been you, with you. You, yeah. you, you get intense and go, we're going to make yeah. this be successful. And so the intensity that I had when I would line up across a 300-pound guy is the same intensity I do when I get ready to do a project. Right. It's, a, it's the same. I would tell kids that. I said, listen, there's no difference to where I was when I was 18, when I was focused, working out towards a, a goal than I am now. No, no different. It's the same kind of focus and intensity. Okay. So what made you start thinking? So you have this public relations side of your brain, clearly. Right. right. And you want to bring attention to good, right. which is, right. I, I totally get right. that. But you've you've thought up some crazy ideas that are extremely successful. The Bros Award. Yeah. Uh, the Touchdown Club. Like, were you just sitting around twirling your mustache one day, you know, uh, with Thank your you puka so shells? Yes. The, the, the Burt Reynolds. You, yes. Yes. yes you know, your Burt Reynolds so my, mustache. So my, my greatest, one of my greatest compliments was uh, Orville Henry. <laughs> Who uh, remember the late yeah, great Orville? Right. Is, I, uh, I remember being in the press box. Call me the Burt Reynolds of uh, the Razorbacks wow. because I was from Florida and I was I would come bow, in tan, chicka, bow, yeah, because that's where Burt right, Reynolds is from. Right. I had the mustache, right, yeah, so, right, right, right. So that yeah, so you know, I think I, I always I don't know what, when it happened, but when I got out of school, I, I want to think. Well, I like to be different. I want to be different. Right. Yeah, I, I, I want, I want to be a little you. different. I want to be right. like everybody. You know, I, I came it. to Arkansas. All my buddies were in that that area down there. Yeah. I come to Arkansas. Where were they going? So they were going to those schools in that region, okay. whether it be, you know, did Georgia. Anyone, yeah. Did you play against any of them? Some of them, yeah. Okay. I did, sure did. University of Florida, Florida okay. State, sure did. So uh, not Florida State, but Auburn. Those okay. Kind of so, so, yeah. So so my deal was, what can you come up with that nobody else has come up with? What's something wow. different? You know, the Frank Burles Award, there was never assistant coach. Of the, there was never an assistant coach of the year award for any sport in the world. So the Brawls Award was the first assistant coach award of any kind of any sport in the world. And what, because it, what was, so do you then, are you the person that has to go shake money trees and say, are you also the person that can promote it and say, yeah. I need the money? Well, Coach Brawls said, David, I love the idea, but you can't go to anybody who gives to the University of Arkansas football, you know, uh, program. 
So, David, you can ask on anybody, but you can't ask on anybody. Why would that be a violation? Well, it would be because he's trying to raise money oh, for the I see. yeah, and so that that really sort of handicapped me. But 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 it didn't stop me. And Wilson Matthews yeah. was of all the guys he could have. You know, I remember asking Coach Sproles. I said, "Who do you want on the statue with you for the Sproles Award? Yeah. You'll be Barry Switzer, Joe Gibbs, Jimmy Johnson, uh, Hayden yeah. Fry, yeah. Johnny yeah. Majors." Yeah. And he said, uh, "Wilson Matthews, who was a high school coach from Central, right. came up." And so uh, and so it was Wilson Matthews and Coach Sproles that were meeting with me, and they go. And I said, would you be willing to let me do the Brules Award named in your honor? Because And what year was that? That was 96. So I did the... the, the so we were out of college about that's, 11 that's years right. at that point. So we did the Brules Award. I did the Brules Award. I did Tusk and did the Battle for the Boot for LSU all in the same year. And, Are and, you and, serious? And I was working at Channel 4 on the, on the weekends. Okay. So you do have a journalism path. Did you... Because journalists, we do write differently and, and I write for print now, but it's different from broadcast. Right, so right. Did, so did you just watch somebody and pick up... Well, well, yours was you know, more you know, of the storytelling. You know what it was? You know, Wally Hall, the, the great Wally Hall had me on the Wally Hall show that was on. Uh, he had a TV uh, show Sunday, on, Sunday on nights Channel on Channel 4. Yeah, I remember. I worked at so Channel 4. It was, 4 it was me and Wally yeah. at the time. And so I started doing that. And then. Uh, Were you nervous? Like, no. No, just, I had the mustache. And I, yeah, I was I was even worse worse of a Southern accent than I have now. It was horrible. I mean, I go back and look at that. So did that for a few years. And, and I, I credit Wally for giving me, the, of all the people he could have picked. So every Sunday night, we would take live calls. He would push a little button on the phone. Wow. Yeah. And he had nobody. Times nobody Nobody screen, you know, uh, you know, watching who oh, was calling. Oh, that makes me yeah. nervous. And so then Al Sander Bray came to yeah. me a few years later. He was at and, Channel 4. Uh, Wendell Stacy, who yeah. was a weekend anchor, went, to, went to Memphis. Yes, RIP. And, and Al Sander Bray said, hey, Bowser, would you like to do some real television? He called it real television because I'd been doing ca- uh, cable. So I said, what the heck? So he puts me on the weekends within two weeks. Sully, uh, Steve Sullivan was was there with Dave Woodman. He, he, Steve Sullivan spent 30 seconds with me and said, here you go. Good luck. That's, you know, Did see, you learn to edit no, and everything? nothing. nothing. So, oh, I, I, so I was so bad. I was so bad. I be in your ear, which yeah. is the earpiece. So, you're so talking bad. to you as I, you're reading a teleprompter. Yeah, I was so bad. I was so. I remember somebody telling me the, the first the first few weeks I was doing it. Somebody said, "Oh, we, me and my wife, we love listening, watching you. You do such a good job." And I knew I was terrible. I was horrible. <laughs> Had no training. And so about six months later, the same people come up to you. Oh my gosh, me and my wife were talking the other day. You've got so much better than when you first started. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's okay. It was again. It was an opportunity. And so Santa Bray gave me the opportunity. And so. And you made nothing. But it, I, I mean, there's no. nothing. And I, I didn't like, like it. That. I hated the weekends. I, I, I didn't. Yeah. It. But, but it, gave, it was the experience. And so it gave me just like writing for the Democrat Gazette. I did a fitness column for about seven years. And so my deal is how many different things can I have the opportunity to try to get in somebody else's world? So I got a chance to go in the newsroom and write in the Democrat Gazette. I got a chance to do a channel four. You know, now I'm doing channel seven. But yeah, Wally gave me that first chance on, wow. on, on cable. And then Al Sanderbray gave me the weekends because of Al Sanderbray. So, so how long were you at channel four? Uh, probably a year and a half, maybe two years max. But, but it, again, it, it introduced me to what that world's. I love being in other people's worlds just to see. I mean, I like it. Well, but, I know, yeah. but I do too, but I'm not going to be a surgeon. I mean, no, you that's, know, that's right. there, but, I, but, there but, are limits. But how cool is it? I didn't have any training in, in no. it had zero. No, and it showed, it, right. it showed, right. but I got a chance all of a sudden, and I was with the NBC affiliate, the top 50 market. And now yeah. I'm doing, I've done eight years now with channel seven. So to me, it's just like, oh, that's pretty cool. But know? I will say radio gives us a lot of experience of extemporaneous speaking. Oh, no question. And yeah. It's a different, the it's ability different to yeah. talk and talk and talk yeah. because we always want right. to avoid dead air. Har- harder than it looks. Uh, much harder than it looks to keep your thoughts in a pattern and be compelling. Yes, absolutely. But TV and writing 
for a teleprompter yeah. and, yeah, yeah, and, and it goes to a tape or yeah. they would have video that you would hope that the editor or the director would punch the right button. That's right. There are a lot of spinning plates. I didn't like that as much. Okay. I, I like what I'm doing for Channel 7 now. So I've gone well, to every Just razor, to talk. That's exactly yeah, right. Every, that's ra- every Razorback game for eight years, do a live, sh- do multiple live shots over the weekend, say five, six or seven live And you shots. do that on Friday, the night before? Friday, Saturday, and Saturday, Friday, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night. And, and of course, I've, I made the commitment to do this about eight years ago, the worst era in the history right. of Razorback football. Uh-huh. And so it's been absolutely horrible. Yeah. But, but, but again, it's really cool to, uh, to see how those guys who do it for a living, but, but it's a different format. It's different than reading a teleprompter, which I don't like. It's I different. Don't yeah. It's different being live and, and, and giving emotion and. Uh, well, but did you, do you have to talk after the game? After yes. They've oh, lost yes. The game? It's been oh, horrible. So it's been horrible. Of all what the history, you, yeah. of all oh, the history, a hundred plus years, I yeah. am doing this in the worst era of yeah. Razorback football, but, but, but it can't get any worse. It will change. And so, so Sully, you know, Steve Sullivan, we, we would watch the players and I would tell Sully, watch the coaches walk off the field and the players and hear people boo and and, and Ugh, I, awful. It, it, there's nothing that beats winning. And that's what, you know, when they would win. Winning's water, fun. That's right. There's <laughs> nothing that beats winning. You know, mama's happy. Daddy's right. happy. Kids mm-hmm. are happy. And boosters so, are really boosters happy. Boosters are happy. <laughs> and right. so, yeah. So anyway, it's been a, it's been rough to watch that, but it's been a, it, it's been a good experience to see, you know, what Vanderbilt has gone through, what, yeah, you know, what, right. you know, and so, but it, it, it will get better. It, you know, it goes in cycles. Well, we're recording this in September and yes, th- we'll air this right. in October. Yeah. Uh, this is 2020. So of course we're in the middle of COVID and football yeah. season. So you're going to go and still Every do. Day. Okay. So, so it's really restricted, you know, it, before, you know, they won't even let local photographers, videographers go in the studio, go in the stadium. Yeah. Tony Rankino has been doing this for 20 years. Right. They, they will not even let them go in the stadium. So they give one pass per Station and Channel Seven is giving me the one pass to go in the press box. Oh wow! And, yeah, so it's really a weird. Are you going to have to wear a mask in the press yeah, box? I yeah, guess so. The whole time, but not when you're broadcasting. Not when you're on camera. No, I think when you go outside, I've always thought that's silly. You know, it yeah. is so uh, yeah, silly. Yeah, don't yeah. aren't you watching the reporters yeah, who got, have a know, mask yeah. on and they're in the middle of nothing going you're six feet away from your, you? You can take that yeah, off. Yeah, I, I don't. I think that's just an issue of. I guess you're trying to show that you know, unless the facility that you're doing that requires it, I think that's overkill. Yeah, I, totally. I, I'm very respectful for whatever the rules are. I think that's a little overkill. Right. And I think it's a little overkill. We will see, you know, you know, obviously the big 10 is now playing football. Right. And As so, of this week, because yeah, we're, that's we're right. today, because right. this is news this week. That's right. So we'll see. I, and I give them credit. Listen, I would rather us try. I, I'm a middle of the road guy. I see, you know, you know, I see both sides of, of both arguments, uh, wh- wh- wherever you stand. But I think, you know, you know, let's, let's just try to work, to do the best we can with whatever the situation is. So. Well, you say you're middle of the road, but a few years ago when Trump came through you all were right there front and center yes were, were you out at um so the, the, sto- the story on that so i have a buddy of mine who was a secret service agent okay and so again we're, we're looking for show content for the show right so a buddy of mine said hey listen you know trump's coming i, I said listen are you working the trump campaign and he was a candidate he's a candidate at that time he said yeah i said can you get us in just uh, we just want to be there just so he said yeah the was he time- the candidate at that point no he was okay. not he, he, he was, was still not, he was not going across the country, talking to anybody. But either. he was getting momentum. And so right. we, we I get, remember we that right part. By, and all of a sudden, next thing we know, we are right behind the podium. So <laughs> I, I, tell, I tell Roger Scott and R.J. Hawk, I said, listen, here's the deal. I don't care where you stand. We, we cannot. You must act like you're there as a supporter, because if not, we look like, Absolutely. because we look weird being behind Trump. So the, and we listen, we caught some grief <laughs> that next day. I and my, my, my point was, listen, you know, that's where we were. We have the right to do that. 
Now, that was early, different stage now where we are now. With, Wait, with why, why do you think that? Well, because we've, you've had three years and you can develop a different attitude towards a candidate or a president than we did then. At that point, we were just, we were just, he was a TV guy. He was running for president. Mm-hmm. The fact that we all of a sudden we're there and we're behind there, we don't we don't want to look at the oddballs. We we started getting texts from you know people. Hey, we see you on CNN, we see you on Fox, and we were right behind there. And so at that time, it was really more just to, to not look like we were weirdos standing out there. But it was yeah, listen, it was at the time he was he was a, a well known star. And so, uh, but now at this point, my deal, Lisa, is to stay away from politics on on the radio show because it's so divisive. So divisive. I, listen, I, I don't I don't even care. Now I don't want to go there. I don't like. I don't. I don't care who it is. I don't want to talk politics because you've seen it. You've never seen us so di- divided as we are now. So we, we and Tommy. I, you know, I'm I'm with Tommy. Let's try to stay away from that because what we do. It's, it's just it's a dead end if you start going down one direction. Well, you're the bus driver of this thing, and if anyone calls in and tries it, you can thankfully you can cut them off or say we're done, we're moving on. That's right. You know, again, we 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 want to be the opposite of that. You know, there's plenty of channels to go to that, and and, and plenty of places to go. For for us, what we do, we want to be we're, we're you know for what we do on radio, Lisa, we're barbershop radio is what I call it. Yeah, is that we're not just sports because we do pop culture, we do music because of Tommy's background yeah. and and Roger's talent, and you know, and RJ's doing all the high school and college stuff and what I do with what I do is it just once you go down that road, you're going to offend one way or the other. So the better is to avoid that deal. But yeah, yeah, we did that back in that day. We did. So for radio, do you, can you run your own board? Uh, Tommy does that. I, and even when Tommy's gone, I'll let Roger do that. For me, uh, I could do it. But but I would be sloppy. I'd rather pay attention to what I'm doing as far as content goes. Is you know. directing Being, exactly yeah. that's right. Because I've been there before, yeah. um, where Tommy's run the board and Roger or somebody else did. RJ run the board one time. RJ run the board. Roger run the board. Okay. For, for me, it's for me. To but me, you were the really when, when the you run the part. when you run the board. You unless you've had 50 years of experience like Tommy does, you're going to be distracted because you're you're punching totally. up, you're punching up bits. You're doing this. Wait, and, this and, and time. time you have to issue, you have yeah. to stay on, especially you probably like most radio uh, for talk radio. You. Top of the hour, you That's have right. to You've have got, your you ID. Uh, so you have to, math is involved. Is exa- and and, and, so and, and I'll look at Tommy. I'll help Tommy and say, "Listen, you, you know, he, he will be engaged." And I'll say, "Hey, let's oh, take do? a break." Yeah, I do. I'll, I'll never forget what Paul Eels did. Paul Eels never edited his own video. Right. He never learned that. Right. And I remember selling to him because he, once you learn that, you got to do it. If you got somebody else doing it, he can focus on that. That's a Lisa Fisher trick. <laughs> I know this. I wrote the book same, on same it. Bill. Same bill. At B98, I would be criticized and say, they'd say, you've got to run the board. I'd go, no, because no. then you'll make me run it. When someone's not here, you'll call me in. That's right. And, and I go, and I'm not do doing it, it. But it is, unless you've had enough repetition, just like doing weekend anchoring, you, you don't get enough repetition, so it's sort of it's sort of clunky. You're rusty every you're, time. You're rusty. That's exactly yeah. right. So it'd be better. I'd rather have somebody run it and let me direct and and bring the energy and bring the direction and as as far as, as far as being directed. So yeah, that's the whole thing about people who go, oh, listen, you talk for four hours, no big deal. No, well, again, it's a big... you, you know, you have to have the elements. You have to have, be compelling. You have to do those. Well, the thing good. about you is you're a planner because anytime yeah, I've that, emceed right. something that's with right. you, I'm not a planner. I fly by the seat <laughs> of my pants, and you would always bring out your old man reading glasses. Yeah. Yeah, and then you'd say, "Now, Lisa, you're going to go on at 702. and I'd go, "Oh my God, what's a cold splash?" Well, I don't but, want- but, but you're, you're a good ad libber, and I am too. But I yes, would rather are. have I would rather be a little, you know, 
preparation to me is the key to success. Doesn't mean you yeah. always succeed, but right. if you're prepared, you have a better chance of making it. And I'll tell you one thing I've always done with nonprofits that you, know, you and I do a lot of nonprofits deal. I never want to embarrass the nonprofit. I never right. want to embarrass anybody else. So I better do my homework. People think it's no big deal. No, you've got to look at names. You can look at introductions. I'll, yeah. look, at, I'll look at somebody and say that, that script is not good. You can have. Wow, a, yeah. that's good. I, I will say that. I that, never yeah. look at this. I will say, listen, you got too much time there. Some people don't like that, but I'll just yeah. listen. I've done nine thousand of I these know. things, like Craig O'Neill. I know, yeah, like yeah. you have, right? And right. so, you know, I'll just give you. You don't have to. I will say that you don't have to follow what I want to do. I won't be offended, but I'm going to tell you what I think. Having done this, energy wise and flow wise, you know. Well, one time you and I had done something together for several years, and then one year I think you went to like Cuba. No, I know what it was. It was, it was, it was Hope Ball. It was the Hope Ball. I know yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah. They got rid of me. They got Chris Kane in. They right. Went the so. They, she, went the, they went the younger version. She said to me, uh, "I'm not offended." Elizabeth know, said, "Now who?" She goes, "If, if Basil's going to be in Cuba." I said, of course he is. Uh, she said, who would you use? I said, Chris Kane. Well, yeah. he was a dad, too. He, like, had it all organized. But I just need someone that flies by the seat of their pants right here. <laughs> well, you, you listen, you, and you will imbibe every once in a while yeah, as well. Yeah, sure, so sure, sure. Right. That, yeah. That's a great event. That's one of the things we get to do, too, that, that, that's really fun, that, that we, as a way to give back is to do those things. Is that So I take a lot of pride in the fact that we do those, and most of the time we never charge at all, never oh, get no, paid for anything for that. No, and but, but it's a way to give back to the community. Right. Yeah. Christina LaCure, the golf Golfer yeah. would always say to me, I don't know why you're not charging for Frank this. Fle Frank Fletcher says the same thing to me. And but just, you know what, though? You know, I, I said that I'm giving to the charity. Yeah, and if they give me money, I often then give to yeah, the Yeah, yeah. It's oh. just, just like it's better to do it that way right. if you can. It's right. just, you know, that's to me, you work to a point to get in your career where you, you can give back. Yeah. I may not have a million dollars in the bank, but I can give uh, in not only the three hours, but the prep time to, to make sure it's a good event. So, oh, and yeah. for a woman, it's an all day event because we're going to get a herd in yes, and, and got then I got to go get the dress and that you know yes. it, it's a deal it's an ordeal chris my husband kind of had a has a rule with me now that two saturday or weekend events in a calendar year because what it does is then it cuts down our because we're empty nesters now so we can get up and go so i do a million non-covid obviously i would do a million things during the week a yeah. lot of events are on Wednesdays and Thursday nights now. So he's like, because he would travel, of course, yeah. you know, he's at home too. Yeah. But he'd say, but weekend events, let's do two a year, do two a year. And then it's easy for you to say no, go and I've already reached my limit. Yeah. And so it just worked because you have to have a boundary because it's, it does get hard to well, say no. I, I will say this to me, I have so much respect, Lisa, for people who do that. Who do the nonprofit world? That's not. Yeah. It, 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 it is. It, everybody, especially a state like Arkansas, where the funds are limited. I know. So you got and people that are really, asking the same people over and over I again. Know. So, so the way I look at that is that listen, if I can help you out a little bit, I want to help you out because yeah. you're doing a job that I, I would not want to do because right. it's very, it's very tough asking the same people. And listen, I've said that about Arkansas. You've got the same people giving over and over again. Arkansas is a very giving state because it's a very small state. The funds right. are limited. And so, uh, so but we have that, a lot of wealthy families. We do. In the state, and then they, which is unusual. And they all give. I know. You know, we're talking about Rush Harding here at Cash. Absolutely. You know, so, the so Murphy's. I, that's the right. That's oh my gosh. On they're, the they're on everyone. Right. So that's why I, I have so much respect for doing those nonprofits because that that just like the people who do Big Brothers, Big Sisters, that's not me. I'm not going to do that. I don't have time. So I give much respect for the people who are doing that or raising yeah. money because I'm not going to be that guy who yeah, does. I'm not going to be the assistant. Right. I'm not going to be that peewee coach. 
God bless you for going out there and coaching those kids for free. It ain't going to be me. I'll be honest with you. It's not going to be me. I'm, I'm busy. So God bless you. And I'll give you some props if I can, because you're doing something that I couldn't do and you're making a difference. You know, I agree. You know, I remember when Joe Klein was an assistant over at UAR, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said, so what you know, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'm making sure they get up, they go to class. I go, it's like raising kids. He goes, yeah, somebody else's. Yes. And I think that's another job that the well, people who invest in our Youth yeah. are well, incredible people. Two things there, Lisa. One is that the, the, my my greatest respect is is a parent who raises uh, kids. I mean that that's the ultimate. You know, to me, to me, there's no greater responsibility than a mother or father. I have the most respect for that. I agree. And then those people who give their time to kids to make an impact because there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of kids who are growing up in, in dysfunctional homes. Right. And if you're out there making a difference, man, much love and respect to you. I, you know, I don't care about money. I've been around people who have money and, you know, unless I met, I've met four presidents and, and, you know, I've done all this stuff. I have more respect for somebody who's making a difference than as a single parent or whatever that I do for all this other stuff that doesn't make, listen, that's, listen, that's real. Now. So with politics, did you ever think you'd yeah, go into politics? I did. So I announced that I was running for city board back in 19. Oh, I, I did. I do remember back that. Back in the 1980s. And yeah. I was, I was running against, I think a guy, a guy who, uh, Phil Weirich, his wife is still yes, involved. Uh, yes, uh, yes. And so, uh, I remember doing that and all of a sudden I announced that I was running. I, I was, it was sort of a sort of weird deal. I was living next to John Robert Starr in Southwest Little Rock. How funny. Yeah, how funny is that? And so anyway, so they rearranged the ward system and I was going to be running against Lottie Sackerford, the first black female mayor in the yes, history of the right. city of that's Little Rock. Right. I was going to get beat. So I, I said, I, I'm out. Oh, yeah, you did yeah, well, well, once, once they, they, they changed it, I said, yeah. I'm not going to do that. And I remember telling myself, if I didn't run by the age of 30, I didn't think I would run. I said, I'm out. So if I didn't run by the age of 30, although I think I could win, I think I could do a good job winning. I but, know. I think yeah. you could win, but you don't yeah. have the yeah. drive to, you have to really die in that money, hill for yeah, so, and yeah. raising money, yeah, but you like have to it. die in that hill for everything yeah, yeah. you believe in don't and like it. to yeah. stand up and argue against it. Yeah. None of that. I'll never forget when I was doing PR work for Jennings Osborne, you know, I had everybody that would call me every congressional you know, candidate, uh -huh. every, and I remember somebody, there was, there was a sitting congressman, Lisa, who called me. I'm not going to say who it was. Call me. Oh, have another bourbon. And <laughs> simply get you to tell <laughs> yes, exactly. Call me 11 o'clock during the middle of the morning and said, uh, hey, listen, I need to talk to Jennings about getting another 10,000 or 20,000. I remember thinking to myself, I thought, you know what? I felt like going, why don't you, why don't you get to work? <laughs> Why don't you work for the people and right. worry about your next election? Right. But that's what the nature of that well, that's is. Right. And so, again, I respect anybody who wants to get in that world. But I had a moment. I think I could still do. I think I could win. It's just been name recognition. I've been around forever, but I just, it's not attractive to me anymore. And I respect the people who are doing what they're doing, but I just, it's just, um, I came close at one time. My dad, uh, as you mentioned, right. was a successful. Uh, yeah. And I've got, you know, I'll, I'll get up there. I can gab and all that. Is kind he of a deal. county judge then? No, he, he was, a, he was a, a Pulaski County uh, clerk of the court, which is like the county judge here in Pulaski County. Okay. It's Cause you, you said right. he didn't go to college, so he's not a That's exactly lawyer. Right. Yeah. But, judge. but, but he did, he was, he dominated. Administrator. He, He's more of exactly, he domi okay. not dominated there in Pulaski County. He was. He and what's the county called? Uh, Bay County. Okay, so Bay so County. That, that's, okay. that's Panama City, Panama okay. City Beach, yeah. all those areas. And yeah. so he dominated. Just a lot of beer and flip flops. But he, yeah, he dominated right. that. He, that would he, be he, his he, platform. Yeah, he, beer he, and flip flops. He, well, we were sort of redneck. <laughs> it's sort of, you know, that's, that's Redneck yeah. Riviera. Right. That, that, right. That's a Redneck Riviera. Yeah, it is. And so he, but he was so good at, at connecting. That, my mother and father are so good at connecting with people. Oh, your and mother so, definitely. Yeah, both, both of them. Yeah. Both of them are very good. And so I have to give them credit for 
<clears throat> they gave that to me. So that, that, that I think that's something obviously they passed down to me. Yeah. Um, I know your mother's just crazy about you. And one time I was having lunch with your mother and your girlfriend, and I said to Jessica something like, well, what did what did David tell you about Carolyn all that time? And she goes, he didn't talk much about her. No, well. <laughs> and I thought, that's really healthy from a man's, the son's point of view, is that you're, you're not always running to mama for everything. My mother's so dynamic. My dad's so dynamic. Yeah, and they my, are, your my, mama and, is. And my, my mother's mother was so dynamic. Mumsy is what yeah. I Oh, she yeah. told me all yeah, about Mumsy right. that so day. They're so dynamic. And so, again, I, I'm very blessed that, that that sort of passed down and that same kind of energy is like you have. Maybe, uh, I don't know if you got it somewhere in your family. Um. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah. Usually you, uh, you can find it somewhere mm, in the family mm, tree somewhere mm, that you I had you a quiet that. mother, but I had a father who is... A, Comedian and ran around with Rodney yeah. Dangerfield. In oh New wow! York. Yeah. yeah, same kind of deal. Yeah, there was all you selling siding. But together, you could have so. cho- you could have chosen not to do that. You know, I, I'll never forget. You know, one of my favorite things being for the Razorbacks. I remember one time is you know I was a team captain, and if you're a team captain with the Razorbacks, I take a lot of pride in that. To me, that's one yeah. of the most mm-hmm. important things I've ever done is become a team captain. And so one of my favorite things, and I don't talk about this very much, but I remember when uh, one of our running backs, Carl Miller who was at a Pine Bluff Dollarway. Mm-hmm. Not many yeah, people remember him. He didn't, get a lot remember of, he didn't get a lot of playing time. His house burnt down. Uh, his family's house burnt down in oh, Pine wow. Bluff. And so I remember we used to get a check back then for like $25 for laundry. Seriously? And we did. We get, yeah. And so I remember getting up and saying, hey, guys, because back then I was a team captain. I said, listen, if you're willing to do it, Carl just lost his home. If you can do it, chip in your twenty five dollars for for laundry, you know, for laundry this week to, to Carl. And so I think we gave him a thousand dollars. And so you know what? Wow, those, those are the things back then that I look back and go, you know, that's that's I, I'm just as proud about that as I'm tackling tackling Bo Jackson. You know, I always joke about tackling Bo Jackson, but you know, those those other things. That's the that's the things that make the yeah, isn't to that me that mean the most. Yeah. That most people I probably hadn't told that story maybe but once or twice, but. But that's, you know, to me, to have those opportunities to make a difference in somebody's life to help out, that's what it really means. A lot. Well, you're just passionate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, listen, when you have the chance to make a difference, yeah, you want to do that. Yeah. Well, not everybody does. Yeah. Not everybody I does. I mean, it's a, it's a cool feeling. It's a cool thing to do. You don't have to have the most money. You don't have the most notoriety. But when you can make it, I don't know, I was talking about coaches. Maybe nobody knows who you are, but you go out this afternoon and you spend 20 minutes with a kid who's in a bad home. And that kid looks at you and goes, oh, my gosh, this guy cares about me. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that yeah. can turn the tide for yeah, anybody. Yeah, no, 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 no doubt. Well, the reason I was asking about mamas and who influences, who was the football player from Florida whose mama took the signed paper? Alex um, Collins. <laughs> yes. Yes. Who, who, still, wasn't, that wasn't happy going to Arkansas. So she, she was she, not. And that yeah. was Florida. She wanted him to go. Florida, Miami, 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 I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How crazy is that? Yes. And because any mama, I remember watching that going, yeah, do the same thing. I I picked out the bright colors for my son. And that's that's okay for Alex. Yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to him? So he ended up playing in the league and and did well for a while. And then unfortunately had had an incident with a, uh, like a DWI kind of. So, but he's a good kid. He he made a mistake and he's out of the league now, but he was a good kid. So, but, but, you know, he was one of the, one of the positive things that came out during the Bielema era. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Bielema, did you see that it was a train wreck come in? No, you know, Bielema was going the right direction. He, he, then what happened? He started losing his assistant coaches. You know, I do the Brules War because yeah. of, you know, Frank Brules knew the value of assistant coaches. Right. So, so Bielema started losing all of his really good assistants. Well, he, so he was doing something that was re- 
repelling people. Well, or they were looking for other opportunities. Sam Pittman, the coach now, yes. was there yes, then. Yes, so, right. so for whatever reason, he chose to leave Bielema and go to Georgia. When Sam Pittman left, that's when the program started going oh, really? down. It did. It did. Because he was a good recruiter. He was a good coach. You know, the, the, the theory is, Lisa, is that the when, when I played, is that you take on the personality of your coach. Whether it be the, you really he- think that? I do. The head coach, oh. the assistant coach, you're around them all the time. Wow. So Sam Pittman now, for example, the other day, he talked about a kid named Brady Latham who will be, by the time this airs, will, will be playing. He goes, listen, this kid leads the team in fights. He's a scrapper. He's the most undersized kid, but he fights. And so that's what we haven't really had. So when I played, I was undersized. And so if I had a guy look across at me who was bigger than me, he thinks that guy's a little smaller than me. But I lifted weights harder. I was strong for my size. I was quick. I'm going to, I'm going to fight harder. So that's sort of the, the thing behind the Arkansas Razorbacks that were there all the way back to coach Brules is that we may be undersized, but we're going to fight harder because we, we want the, maybe the most recruited, but we're going to fight harder. There's something to say for effort and intensity. And that's what Sam Pittman brings to the table. Okay. You may not see that in wins and losses this year, but you'll see that in effort. We've been saying that every year, but every that's coach, right. so, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I think you will we see, go next year's no, our year, exactly. but, but you'll see a difference. I think in, in coaching, and, 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 and then uh, just the effort-wise. Okay. We thought we had a little break there, but we don't. We have an engineer with us. We do. This is, we, isn't we this fancy? Yeah. yeah so this is. Listen, I'm very honored to be a part well, of, thank of you, one thank of your you. podcasts. Oh, you're not done yet because now yes. I need to know about your acting career. I, I, I do have your a Your UPS? I do, I do. I do. I have UPS a, uh, driver. I have two, uh, two roles. I have two. So that was Antiquities. Antiquities with Roger Scott. I was a UPS. I was the buffed up UPS. Yes. Tan, tan buffed up yes, UPS right, right, guy. Right, right, right. What was the Which other? was a great. Uh, I was actually, I did a, uh, in the movie Greater about the right. life, about the life of Brandon Brooks. Oh, that movie changed my life. Yes. So I was the, I was a uh, anchor in that and just had a, because I helped, yes. I helped those guys create the Brules, the Brulesworth Trophy. That's right. Which goes to the top walk-on in America every year. He started his career as a walk-on. So they, they decided because I helped them, they oh, said they're going to nice. do a cameo. So are you in SAG? Are you? I'm not. In, okay. I'm not. I think it's cost twelve hundred dollars, and I wanted. I didn't want to pay. Okay, so that yes, which yes, brings me yes, to my next yes. thing. Um, people probably look at you and think you're a man of inordinate wealth, though you don't care about it. No, no, no. You money, really yeah, don't. I don't. So yeah. because of that. Do you, th- you just don't chase the dollar, do you? No, that's not, you know, again, I mentioned earlier, my good friend, Frank Fletcher, always beats me up about that. And so, you know what? In a, in, but but I also, if there's money to be made, I'll give you credit. You know, you, you try to monetize your your talent. That's right. And, and for me, I think when I have the opportunity, I will do that. But at other times, uh, to be able to be a part of something unique, for example, the Brawls Award. So the Brawls Award cost me probably $100,000 to do. And so I knew at the time I would probably never get my money back. But I knew I was. Cre- so who are your investors then to help you pony? There was that nobody. Out? There was no. I took out a loan. Are you so, so, kidding? So, me? so so there was a there was a bank there was oh a bank my gosh. there was a bank uh, president who has passed away. Sadly, say he committed suicide. Oh, I remember his, that. His name was Joe Ford, and he was a great guy. Oh um, wait, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. Who was that? His name was Joe Ford, not the same no, Joe I know, Ford. Yeah. Right. And so, but so Joe. No, I was thinking of somebody else. So Joe was a wonderful man, and and I couldn't get anybody to give me any money, and I pitched Joe on the idea of, of doing the Brawls War. Never should approve this loans. That's why <laughs> I, I appreciate bank folks who go the extra mile. So yeah. he lent me at first fifty thousand dollars because nobody else would give me any money. Because remember, Coach Brawls said, David. <laughs> if you want to do this award, you can, but you can't ask any of our donors to the, the Razorback Foundation to give to you because I need the money, you know. So 
so I remember thinking, you know, I didn't have any kids, don't have, wasn't married at the time. So I, so I knew I would probably never get my money back. So I ended up borrowing from him over a hundred thousand dollars. It took me about 10 years to pay I it off. I had no idea. Yeah. So, but I remember thinking, you know what, this is a great way to, to continue the Brewers legacy. And now the Brules family has the Brules Award. I still, you know, obviously I'm Good. still part of that. But for them, it's their father, their grandfather's legacy about Alzheimer's caregivers. Right. And, we're, and now past winners have been Lincoln Riley, who is now, you know, Kirby Smart at Georgia. Right. We look at all these guys who have been winning this award now are head coaches or longtime assistant coaches. And so it's a really neat deal. At that time, I remember thinking it wasn't about the money, Lisa. I remember thinking. You paid it back though, right? Uh, yeah, paid off. Okay, it good. took me 10 years to do it. Took wow. me 10 years to do it. So yeah. I, I was paying oh. $700 a month in debt service for the Brewers Award. Yeah. So if I, and I wasn't married at the time because I would have been divorced. She, she would, I would have been divorced. But so those are the kind of things to think, uh. you know, if I want to do something different, maybe I have to, you know, whether it be the, the boot or whatever is, you know, the tusk. Are you in the hole with anything else right now? Any of those endeavors? Just my house. This okay, well, we're not. Yes, yes, yes. I was going to start a GoFundMe, but <laughs> no, no, I'm like, no, it's, it's, that's it's okay. on you. That's, it's on me. That's exactly right. It's, it's, it's all about doing, you know, different things. And sometimes it's not about making money. It's not about making money. Uh, we'll wrap things up. My favorite thing that Tommy Smith ever said about you one time, and you were you were a guest because this is years and years ago. You weren't you weren't on the show with him. That's when he was at the old Magic, right? And you all were talking about uh, mascots, high school team yes. mascots, right? And he said to you, "What was the name of your you were Panama City?" Most and, of the Dolphins. And he said, "The Fighting Pepsodent." <laughs> <laughs> Your bright white the smile. The fact that you can remember, do you, do you that, remember that. I do not remember <laughs> the fact that you can remember that. Was, some thirty years. 20, it was in the eighties. Yeah, no, it was clearly in the late eighties. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's when you I used to show up on Tommy's show. You said the fighting Pepsodent, and I almost wrecked my car. So <laughs> I hope your fighting Pepsodent team wins. Thank you. You're a great Thank guest. You. Thanks, Thanks for being here. Thanks for doing this. Well, I'm hey, very honored to be and a part we'll of remind you: come to Cash, come get food. What do you think, Darren's over here? The vodka tonic, good. Your drink good? Yes, and now we're okay. ready for food. Okay, we're going to go eat food. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for spending this time with me. If you would, subscribe to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Tell a friend. And for show notes and more information, go to lisafishersaid.com. Mm-hmm.